Auburn Tigers continue to hit the portal, but we also opened up ball practice this week. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Yes, sir. What's up, Auburn family? I hope everybody is good, man. I'm your host, Dustin Smith. There's my guy, Blake Lane. Busy weekend on the planes, man. Busy weekend on the planes. Lots of visitors, Blake. We got lots of news, man. Hugh Freeze at a press conference yesterday. We kicked off bowl mm-hmm. practice. Tons of stuff for us to talk about. How are you, man? I'm doing well, man. Uh, had a had a nice little UFC card last night. Got to watch that. And uh, yeah, man, uh, Leon coming out on top. Defending the belt, that was a good card. Uh, a lot of good fights on there, man. Uh, some some real good bangers, some nice knockouts and everything. Uh, but the Auburn Tigers, man, uh, I know when everybody sees this today, uh, we will have played USC on the hardwood. And, and what a big day for not only our, our basketball program, welcoming in Bronny James and everything. And uh, even if LeBron doesn't show up, if he does, whatever, um, it, it's still a it's still a, a big time moment for recruits who will be there, who Bruce is trying to snag, and then also on the flip side for Hugh Freeze, you know, uh, Ryan Williams being there and and trying to finish the Freeze Five, and you know, it's 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 a monumental day on the plains for the Auburn Tigers, and then obviously bowl practice, like you said, man, uh, just sending these guys out on top and. The ones who chose to stay and play like a Jalen Simpson, obviously, you know, that's my guy, uh, my favorite player, man. Uh, he chose to play, and, uh, you know, that that means a lot to me. And uh, like I told Ike yesterday, I just think the man loves Auburn, Dustin, and and uh, it's deep down inside of him, and he's a true Auburn man, and uh, you're going to see that when we take on Maryland, and he's going to leave it all out on the field for the orange and blue, brother. So, uh, a lot of exciting times with early signing day coming up this week. You know, hopefully we can finish this thing off uh, with a lot of big gets, some flips from Gainesville, Florida. Uh, you know, hopefully we can pick up on the transfer portal and everything, man. Uh, just a, bit, a lot of exciting times for Auburn right now. The sports, uh, the sports at Auburn just really feels like it's it's starting to really kick up, you know, like we we got a lot of promise in baseball coming up this year. Our basketball team looks legitimate. Like they could make a week, you know, a second weekend run. Uh, and, and then obviously all the hype around the football program, man, just Hugh freeze is really feels like he's taking us to another level. Dustin. Yeah. And the ladies basketball as well. I think they've won five in a row. It might be up to yeah. six. I know they put up, they put a whooping on somebody yesterday. So yeah. shout out to them. It was a great sports weekend, man. It really was. There was some good hockey on last night. There was, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, a good UFC card. There was a ton of good college basketball all day. It seemed like those first couple of bowl games all came down to the wire. Uh, the celebration bowl was great. There was a ton, mm-hmm. there was a ton of good football. The Appalachian State, uh, their bowl game, the Cure Bowl, uh, fantastic, fantastic game. There was another game as well. Uh, who that? It was Montana, Montana, North Dakota State, yeah. FCS semifinal. Winner goes to the Natty. Uh, I got to watch a game in Montana, bro. And the way yeah. that you was the way that you had circled Oregon, I circled Montana last night. I said, bro, I gotta go, I gotta go see a game there. That's just breathtaking just looking at that from the TV screen. So mm-hmm. a lot of good sports, man. Um, one thing that came out though, Blake, this weekend was we got some news. A little slow, uh, but we finally got some guys that kind of contributed on offense this year. 
to finally hit the portal. And I don't say that like I said that as if I wanted them to hit the portal. I didn't mean it to come out that way. But Robbie yeah. Ashford and Var have uh, entered the transfer portal here. Uh, the Robbie, the Robbie thing. Neither one of these really was unexpected. The timing of Robbie was kind of unsuspecting for me. I figured that with the grad transfer that he had, and uh, well, everybody was kind of being told was that he was going to graduate in the spring, and I thought that he would at least kind of ride it out till then. Uh, but he decided to go ahead and enter the portal, and then uh, and then Var as well. I mean, he, he entered the portal last year. I think he flirted with it if he did enter it the year before. So it, every offseason, this has kind of become a thing for Var. I'm not really surprised at this at all. So your thoughts on these two moves, Blake? Uh, saw Robbie Ashford coming from a mile away uh, just after everything that happened this year. Uh, we kind of figured he would enter and, and go somewhere else, you know, uh, play play that final year. And, uh, you know, as far as VAR, um, Dustin, I'll be honest with you, I saw this one coming as well. Uh, you know, I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get into, you know, everything. Uh, but, um, you know, it's um, it, it stings a little bit because we're so used to seeing him make big plays for us and him kind of step into being the guy when he really wasn't supposed to be the guy, you know. Um, but it, it doesn't sting the way everybody kind of made it feel, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Because now I look, if you keep Jay Fair, which I think you are now, uh, you have Caleb Burton, you have all of these young freshmen coming in. I, I, I just – I think we're going to be okay. I, I still don't – you know, I, I look at the offense and, and I, I'm, I think we're going to be okay. Like, I still don't think we've had a major hit. And everybody's like, oh, well, you, you know, he, I mean, he was your guy at receiver. Look, man, I think Caleb Burton can be that guy. I think Jay Fair, you know, I think, I think we're good right there. I think we're going to be okay in that spot. Uh, and then especially, you know, Cam Coleman coming in, he's going to start day one. I think we're okay. So I'm not really pressing that. As far as Robbie, I do want to say this. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I know a lot of people gave you hate. And uh, they bashed Robbie, and there was times where you know we would get frustrated. Uh, but I want to I want to let Nine know that uh, he gave everything he had to Auburn University. I mean, he was orange and blue through and through. And and last year, what he did when uh, guys didn't want to play, and and he was hurt, and he could barely throw a football, and he's out there giving blood, sweat, and tears, brother, like. Um, that means a lot. It goes a long way, you know, and I know he could barely complete 50% of his passes. I don't care. Uh, I, I still think he, he gave it all to Auburn when he was there. And like he said, I just want to be remembered for a guy who, who gave a hundred percent, who loved his teammates and who always busted his ass. And I, and I feel like that explains nine, man. So, uh, good luck to both of these guys, wherever they end up. Uh, Var, I'm, I'm going to miss six and, and the plays that he made for us. But at the end of the day, I think Auburn will be okay at both of these spots, man. Yeah, Var, uh, for the last two or three seasons, Var has been our number one receiver. But what does that ultimately mean, right? Like, that's not – you can find that production. And, you know, I love Var. Var is one of my favorite players. Um, but – a lot of this is is about culture too, man. And when you see Hugh, when Hugh comes in, you know when when a new coach comes in, you have this wave of people that are okay. I'm not going. I'm not going to do this. 
And then you have some that yeah. think, okay, I'm going to do this. And then they goes into the season and they can't meet the standard. And I think that's kind of what happened here with VAR. And I wish him nothing but the best. Um, with Robbie, like you said, man, I just want to say thank you. Uh, it's not easy to go out there and play with the injury. That It's not – I mean, I've I've tried to live with with an arm injury here the past six or seven months, and it's tough. So much less uh, playing football, man. He really was banged up last year, and he really, really went out there and gave us everything that he had. Um, we'll always have that Texas A&M night. I know he didn't ball out, but, like, he was beat up that whole week. He was beat up, mm -hmm. and he still went out there and put together a comparable offense for us, you know, just something where we could look like a team. I mean, it was, it was that bad last year, and Robbie stepped in there for us and gave us everything that he had. So um, I wish him nothing but the best. Anybody that comes in, man, and tries and tries and gives you everything they have, like – we can look at the performance. We can evaluate the performance and ask ourselves if this is going to be what's best for moving uh, for Auburn moving forward. But even in doing that, you can acknowledge like, hey, man, you did give it everything that you had. And I saw a clip going around yesterday uh, of George Pickens for the Steelers just not even engaging on a block and his running back getting tackled at the two. And uh, I don't know if y'all know, um, you know, Devin White plays linebacker for, for my Buccaneers. He was a, a top five draft pick from LSU guys been benched for not trying just for not trying. It's not play when he tries, he's great, but he doesn't try. So, and, and uh, it's becoming his thing, man. It's really becoming this thing where, where there's just guys that just don't give effort. So uh, when, when Robbie gives the effort that he gave us and gave us everything he had left on the field, I do want to say thank you. Now from the team standpoint, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, the team got better when Robbie, when we quit doing the QB rotation, um, and we stuck with Peyton Thorne, and and maybe the team could maybe maybe if Robbie would have got that chance, but we, you know we don't know. But ultimately, I think the right decision was made. And same thing with Var. Like, yes, he stepped up. He made some big plays over the past couple of years. But if you have your receiver room where it's supposed to be, then Var's production should be way down on your list of guys. It just yeah. so happens we haven't had any production. He's been the only guy capable of producing. And it kind of makes it look a certain way. But, yeah, like you mentioned, man. And, and uh, we had kind of hinted at this whenever Robert Lewis had got signed. I'd asked you on the episode a week ago, I said, who's who's out of the slot? And we we knew it was going to be VAR or Jay Fair, right, from what we were yep. hearing. And this that was kind of what we were hitting at there. Because we had saw we had watched Robert Lewis's tape, and we were like, well, somebody's going. Yep. You bring in this guy, and somebody's going. And, uh, and it ultimately ended up being VAR. So, like <laughs> you said, man, wish you guys nothing but the best in your future endeavors. Talking about some guys that um, not are in the portal but have played their last down for Auburn. We opened up bowl practice this week. Hugh did his press conference uh, Saturday, and he was asked about some guys that would not be there. Marcus Harris, DJ James, and Nehemiah Pritchett have opted out of the Music City Bowl. And surprise, surprise, Mr. Auburn himself, Jalen Simpson, said, well, Auburn's playing a game, aren't they? I'm on the team, aren't I? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to show up because I'm a football player. So, mm -hmm. Simpson, appreciate you for understanding that, big dog. Uh, love Simpson. Love Simpson to death, man. The, what I wanted to kind of to ask you here, Blake, is DJ James, Nehemiah Pritchett, two outside corners. Now, Hugh was asked about this yesterday, and he said, young guys going to have to step up. Champ Anthony, you know, guys like that. But he mentioned somebody, Blake. He said, J.D., I need J.D. Yeah. to have a big day and have a big week of practice. And that stood out to me because last I heard from Hugh, we were going to try to keep J.D. in the program. And mm -hmm. J.D. had some a rough year kind of off the field. Some, some things happened. Some things didn't necessarily 
I, I don't know if go his way is the right term to use, but nevertheless, he he wasn't on the team for a little bit. And it looks like Blakey's back at ball practice. You know how high I am on JD. I think he is a NFL corner. I think he's a starting NFL corner. I think he's really, really talented. And uh, if we can get JD in here, get his head on right, and be the JD that he's capable of being, then this is huge for us. And, I, and if, if he can step in and be that guy, then I'm a little less worried about the Music City Bowl and our outside corners. Yeah, I'll start at corner, man. I think I'm always for guys playing. But at the end of the day, heading into next year, I think this is a good thing that Nehemiah and DJ are sitting out for Auburn, right? for the future of our right. program and for us to get a look at what next year could possibly look like. Now, uh, like you said, J.D., glad to have you there, all right? Glad you're not leaving the program. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I, I mean, getting that back is big time. I know we're after a portal guy right now. Not sure, you know, when that could possibly be dropping. Hopefully he doesn't leave campus uh, without, you know, yeah, for sure. becoming an Auburn Tiger. But as far as the bowl game, man, would love to see KN and JD on, on opposite sides of each other. And, look, DJ not playing – Nehemiah not playing, both guys from around my area. You know, I, I wish that I wish that guys would play in the bowl game and, and leave their mark uh, with their school. You know, and, and Marcus Harris. It it kind of, you know, it kind of sucks not to see Marcus really play I, I, because I expected him to play. I'm gonna be honest with you. I expect yeah, I'm not knocking you, Marcus, but I expected him to play. I I get it. I get it right. why. I get it why. But I also remember uh, Will Anderson and Bryce Young playing for mm-hmm. Alabama last year. Uh, they said, hey, we're not going out like that. We're not sitting out. We're not doing that crap, all right? I get why, but it hurts a little bit because these are the three guys, you know, these are three of the guys where you said, hey, they're the leaders of this team, like, you know, it just it kind of stings a little bit. But as far as the future and getting to see what we might look like next year and what areas we might need to improve on, what areas we might need to hit in the second cycle of the portal, this could be a good thing for Auburn. You're going to get to see guys step up. You're going to get to see um, you know, guys in that secondary that, you know, like a champ Anthony, all right? Uh, played well at the end of the year. Going to get some run in the bowl game, a lot more run than he, what he would usually get. So, at the end of the day, they're not playing. I think this is a good thing, but I also look at Jalen Simpson and say, hey, you're going out. You're you're going out with the orange and blue, dog. You're going out as Mr. Auburn. We love you. We thank you. You are Auburn, man. You're still recruiting for Auburn. You're still going after these high school kids, these portal kids, and you're saying, hey, why not Auburn? Come to Auburn and turn this around. That is what Jalen Simpson is about. To those three guys, good luck. I hope you make all the money in the world. I hope you represent Auburn to the highest standard in whatever you do in life. But Jalen Simpson playing, that sticks out to me, man. I never once thought 36 would would 
lay it down and go to the senior bowl and, and, and just go to the NFL draft. I knew he wouldn't. Yeah. And, and cause that's what kind of guy he is. That's what kind of player he is, man. Uh, he loves Auburn and uh, you know, it's, it's a, it, it's a business decision, but it, that stuck out to me last year. And I, and I hate bringing Alabama up, but uh, Bryce Young and Will Anderson playing for Alabama, man, you go out, yeah. You know, you go out and and uh, and you and you do it one last time with you. They say it's a brotherhood, you know. Right. And uh, and that's my thing. And and look, it, I know, I know, it's not about me or or it's not about Dustin or or any right. of us. I get it why they're doing it. They're going to the NFL. They're going to make th- their dollars and and they're trying to prepare uh, the best they can to improve their draft stock. I get it. Um, and and like I said. It's going to be a good thing for Auburn because we're going to get to see youth step up. Uh, you know, Eugene Asante's coming back. That's big. That's huge. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. You know, and and you hear of things like people trying to lure him to enter the portal and things like you hear rumors about that and people making NIL deals and, and <laughs> offers to him and all of this. Like uh, he decided to stay. And so uh, I'm excited about the bowl game, man, just for that reason. Like, it's it's a it's a early sign of what we might look like next year uh, in some key areas and key positions that you know like D line without Marcus you know who do we turn to who's gonna step up uh, do we really need to hammer the portal hard like like what do we need to do we're gonna see in this Music City Bowl what we need to do. Yeah, and uh, I co-sign everything you said about Jalen. Just thank you, man. Like, and when you talk about uh, getting ready for the draft, if I'm the NFL scout, I'm circling Jalen Simpson's name. He he's moved up a few spots on my board because I'm looking at it and I'm saying this kid's a dog. This kid wants to play football. And you you, you mentioned Bryce Young and Will Anderson. Bryce Young's the top pick in the draft. I mean, nobody had more on the line than him. He had everything to lose, and he went out there and played. So yeah, it's just um. It's a different, it's a different time, man. You know, it's a different time. Like me and you, when we were kids, we grew up and we saw guys like Kobe Bryant being idolized, and uh, and that's just not the way of the world anymore. It's just not, and it's not a knock on anybody. It's really not. But I was watching the, um, I was watching the UCLA game yesterday, and they had a kid that was sitting out the bowl game preparing for the draft, and they were interviewing him about what it meant back to come this season. And as his team's playing a bowl game that he's perfectly healthy for in street clothes, and they were like at he was they were I forget what position he was, but they were thin at that position, like that game, and due to injuries, guys leaving that kind of thing, guys like him sitting out, and he was talking about the reason he came back was to fight with his brothers. He's talking about that on the sideline in street clothes while his team's playing a game that he chose to opt out of healthy. Talking about fighting with his brother. I just thought I was in the twilight zone for a second. I was like, well, yeah. Bubba, they're fighting right now. Yeah. They're fighting right now. And they sure could use you using walk-ons at your position. They sure could use you. But and I know people are going to take that as a knock at these three guys. It's not a knock. I Man, I've I'm not I haven't been in their position. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know exactly. what I would do. I haven't been in their position. So I'm not even qualified to speak on it. I've never mm-hmm. had millions of dollars at stake. It's just a fan podcast kind of giving you my opinion on that and, and just pointing out it's different man it's just it it's just it's just strange and to people like me and blake whose dads were both like you show up you you yeah. punch the clock it, it's just it's, we look at it and we're like eh. uh 
Black, real quick, man, when you get over here, you mentioned Eugene. I did want to touch on Eugene. I also had a quote from Hugh Freeze that I wanted to talk about. But before mm -hmm. we do that, we got these memberships. And before we get those memberships, we got a lot of new, we got a, a lot of new subs, man. Last couple of weeks, we've been just jumping on subs. Mm -hmm. Appreciate all you guys. And a lot of them have DM'd, you've commented on the videos, and you've asked, how can I help? The memberships Blake's about to talk about is one way, but you got Christmas coming around the corner, and I got a proposition. Why don't you get somebody in your family this nice up-tempo t-shirt? Or get it for yourself and buy yourself a Christmas present. Because that's, yeah. that, that's what real G's do. But go over there to the warportshop.com, man. Get you that t-shirt. It's only 25 bucks. It would help <laughs> us out a ton. And Blake, talk to the people about these memberships because signing day is Wednesday and we got some special content we are going to be dropping. That's a fact, man. Let's start with the $3.99 a month, the JV squad, members only live chat, member shout outs, priority reply to comments, man, early access to videos. Uh, that'll be available today. Uh, and, and moving forward, uh, we finally we finally got that going and everything. So uh, the, the JV squad is a, is a nice little deal. But, man, if you really want to amp things up, go to $5.99 a month, that varsity squad, uh, the recruiting update videos, Dustin is hammering them home. I'm sure he will be all, all over early signing day, like he said. Uh, game day group chat, look, we're still chopping it up in there, man. Uh, every single day we're hammering recruiting. We're hammering the portal. We're hammering whatever we can talk about, man. We even talked about Montana last night in the FCS playoffs. Like, it's, it's a South Dakota State and everything. Like, man, it's a great time in there, a great vibe. And then we're going to do some watch the film, Auburn baseball style. Uh, you know, I'll be hammering that home. Uh, that, that'll that be a great time. And I can't wait to literally sit down and just break down Ike Irish and, and what kind of baseball player he is and, and some of these guys that are coming back for Auburn, like a Bobby Barrels and hmm. uh, just, just a big, big uh, season for Auburn baseball coming up, Dustin. I, I think we're going to have a blast this year on the diamond. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys decided to come back and help this program, so mm -hmm. I'm excited about it, man. And and uh, you know we got a basketball game coming up here in just a bit, and uh, that one's going to be electric too. Yes, sir. Yes. When by the time y'all are watching this, that game probably had just concluded. We we're recording this early Sunday morning. Um, still, we're going to do some live streams for these basketball games. So uh, that's another. That's another yeah. part. We promise. Especially after that ESPN Plus broadcast. Good lord. So that's another hey, part of it. You know what? You know what though? I gotta I gotta give those dudes a shout out, man, for like how yeah, like how well they took it. Yeah. Um like most people I don't think most people would have would have took all the heat and the shots like they did. Uh but they were like answering some of the stuff live on their show and they were laughing about it and joking right. about it. And, you know, like kudos to them, man, for just kinda um just kind of letting it roll off the their backs and everything and, and having a good time with it because it was awful. It was, it was terrible. I, I muted it. I actually text Dustin in the middle of it and was like, Hey dude, I, I muted it. Like I couldn't listen to it. And I'm, I'm one to like never mute a broadcast. Like I love listening to the broadcast. Like if they flow with the game and everything, but uh, that was, that was torture. That was torture. Like, <laughs> It was it was awful. So 
It was so bad, but yeah, man. So uh, hit that join button if you're interested. We would love to have you. If not, just hit that sub button, hit that like button. Your views mean enough, man. We, uh, we appreciate that. We really do. Uh, Blake mentioned Eugene Asante coming back. You kind of mentioned that uh, a little bit of tampering went on. Some people are trying to get him, trying to get him to join the dark side or whatever. Uh, just your thoughts on Eugene coming back and now with Keontae coming back. Uh, you're losing some pieces, right, with DJ and, and Nehemiah and Simpson and Marcus, but you do have guys coming back as well, like Keontae and, and now Eugene. Just how, how important is that for this defense? And here's the point that I want to make, Blake. You've got some studs coming in that linebacker room. I think that's the, the 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 crucial point of it all to me is, is they can watch Eugene Let's Work Asante and how to work for a whole season. A guy like DJ Barber gets to learn on Eugene for a whole year. I think it's huge, bro. Yeah, I mean that's got to be the biggest the biggest point to be made is is you got those cats coming in and they get to follow Eugene for a year and Eugene gets to teach them every single day in practice. That's the biggest point we're driving home here. You got Austin Keys, a guy that's returning, a veteran guy that's played SEC football, Cam Riley another guy that's played a lot of SEC football. Do you think he gets moved to edge? Probably. Probably. He's an elite pass rusher, man. I think think, think he does too. Yeah, I mean, the guy can go after the quarterback. Uh, But, like, you you got a lot of dudes coming in, and and they're learning all of the stuff from from talented and educated guys at the position. You know, I think Eugene coming back, not only is he your leader on that defense – He's a, he's great at what he does, man. Tackling and open space needs to get a little better in his coverage game, uh, but yeah. he he's he's that guy, man. He won us so many games. Just think, like, just go back to early in the season that Cal game. If <laughs> Eugene is, yeah, bro. If Eugene Asante is not on the field, we lose that game. Hey, we're uh, not bowling. Period. Yeah, we're not bowling. Uh, so. Just getting nine back is huge, man. He he's a he's a guy that works hard. Uh, he's a, he's always in the building. He's always trying to get better. He's always trying to teach these young guys the right way to go about it. And he's a very knowledgeable kid, very well spoken kid. Uh, wants to just do it every day. And this is a guy that has been through the toughest time in life, man. This this kid lost his father mm-hmm. while he was in college. This kid has been through it, brother. And for him to be that mentally focused and just the player that he is and he always gives he always gives God the glory and everything he does, man. This kid is is about as well-rounded as you could possibly get. And I think you always want to welcome a guy back like Eugene Asante. <clears throat> Excuse me, Eugene Asante. Cuz this kid He's different, man. He's different. And we're kind of, you know, we know what he is on the football field. But just him as a person and these young guys coming in, and you want them to learn from nine. Like, that's the biggest point we're trying to drive home here is that's how much he means to Auburn to get him back. We know what he's going to do on the field next year. We know what he's going to do in the bowl game. Like we're not, I'm not really worried about. I'm worried about what right, he's going to do right. off the field next year with these young cats. That's my biggest thing, Dustin. 
Yeah, for sure. 100% agreed, man. Uh, I got this quote that I wanted to read before we get out of here, and we'll spend some more time on this Tuesday. I'll, I'll clip up the uh, the press conference, and we'll, and we'll do that Tuesday night on a live show, and then we'll talk about We'll start to get into this, this bowl game a little bit, start to look at Maryland. But I, I did want to get this quote. I wanted to read it because we have been getting a tons of questions about this, and I totally get it. But the question are, Hugh was asked yesterday in the press conference a couple of questions about quarterback, what the plan is at quarterback, the philosophy at quarterback. And, again, we'll get into more of this on Tuesday night's show. But I just wanted to um, – this quote is kind of uh, – this is important to remember as we get into Wednesday here, as we get into signing day here. Um, and one, you need to think back to last year. We didn't sign a whole lot of portal guys before signing day either. It was only two, mm-hmm. if I believe. Uh, so, you know, it, we, it was really kind of the same thing here. Uh, Hugh reiterated yesterday that he is focusing on the signing class until Wednesday, and then we'll address what we need to do in the portal. But asked about quarterback, he said, I'm concentrating on all my resources and time on trying to build other resources first. And then I will evaluate these quarterbacks in the spring. Say it again. I'm concentrating all my resources and time on trying to build other resources around them first. And then I will evaluate these quarterbacks in the spring. Um, There's not a lot. We said this the other night, Blake. There's just not a lot of quarterbacks out there in the portal that are surefire that are just world beaters. I'm bringing this guy in and boom, I'm winning the SEC or boom, I'm going to the playoffs. And Auburn might be in a position as a team to where that guy doesn't exist. I mean, maybe like I mean, you know, if Cam Newton popped up, then maybe something could happen. But like, I, one obviously that that's not there. But two, my point is, I don't know if Cam Newton hops on this current Auburn team and goes fourteen and zero. Look, man, that team had a lot of pieces. I know Cam Newton took that team from eight and four to fourteen and zero. I get that. I'm not here to argue that. But that team still had a senior laden offensive line, talented running backs, you know, talented senior veteran receivers. Nick Fairley, the best defensive player in the country on defense. Zach Etheridge holding it down in the back end. Like there still was guys on that. Mm-hmm. Josh Bynes, who just retired from the NFL, starting in your and holding it down at middle linebacker. So that team had dudes, man. That team had guys, and they were all experienced. So you're bringing whoever if you bring in a guy right now, regardless of what we do in the portal, Auburn. Listen to me now. Some people in our group chat talk about Auburn going ten and two next year. Listen to me. Listen to me. There're gonna be a lot of freshmen and sophomores starting next year. A lot of freshmen and sophomores starting next year. A lot. A lot of them. There's gonna be some growing pains. You're gonna lose some games you didn't want to lose. This is gonna look more like an FSU rebuild than a Tennessee rebuild. Okay. We ain't going ten and two next year. Get that out of the way right now. We ain't going to the playoff yeah. next year. Yeah. So 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 going and spending a million and a half on Cam Ward for 13, 14 games or whatever it would be doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And in Hughes' mind, and I'm not, I'm not, this is not my opinion. Okay. We've been we've been saying this for a couple of weeks, and now Hugh kind of came out and said it at the press conference. This is just what the game plan is for the team. So if you don't like it, take it up with Hugh, right? But the game plan for the team for the for this program is. We're going to build up the resources. We didn't have an outside receiver that we felt like we could throw a 50-50 ball to and depend on. So we had to stick our slot guy out there. We were out there at times with Burton, Fair, and Var, and Rivaldo. Three slot guys and a tight end, okay? We just didn't have it. And 
so with that being the case, and then Hugh also has acknowledged the mistakes that he made in letting the first six games go the way they went offensively. So he feels like once I took over the offense, Peyton got significantly better. Mm-hmm. Now we know what we're running. He's got a year in the system. He'll be coming back. Let me get this guy in holding, reps at the two, build him up. Let's see how all that plays out during spring, and we'll go from there. But right now what Auburn's not going to do is go out there and spend a bunch of money on a guy that might win us a couple more games. Might. Who's playing the long game here, man? Who's playing the long game here? I can take just $1.5 million that this portal quarterback wants, and I can split that up into two more blue chips. I can get me another D Mm -hmm. lineman before Wednesday. Maybe I can get me two D linemen from Florida. (laughs) <laughs> but, like, yeah. this, this money this money can be divvied up into different places mm-hmm. is the point i'm making and um even if it wasn't about money just stick to it on the field yeah you're bringing in a whole new guy from a whole like it's <clears throat> it, it is so much that goes into this uh to just think that you could just okay i'm gonna go get that guy i'm gonna bring him in here okay these were his numbers in the pack 12 so we're gonna plug him in here and these are gonna be his numbers here it doesn't work that way it just doesn't work that way it never has worked that way and we have enough data now on the portal to know it, it hasn't worked that way yet with a portal. Um, so I just uh, I just think that's kind of where we're at. And I just I, I understand the angst and I, and I get it. And I made this point in our group chat the other day as a Bucks fan. When we won the Super Bowl, the night we won the Super Bowl, you can probably go find the Bucks Super Bowl Twitter post and you'll see it. If you want to dig up three years back. There were people commenting real bucks fans well i know i know that our bucks fans that were like this would have been this would have felt better if we did it with my dog Jameis. that was that was real things that like because they didn't it wasn't their guy wasn't their guy at quarterback forget the fact my team just won the bowl it wasn't wasn't my guy um it's it's a weird thing i've learned since we've been doing this podcast game about people's affection to quarterback but just uh i just want people to like just hear hugh right just hear hugh he's trying to build he's trying to build this roster up and he doesn't think there's anybody out there right now that is just miles better than Peyton Thorne that would make this team just go to the playoffs, win the SEC next level next year. Uh, so that's just kind of that's just kind of where we're at, Blake. And I, and I know that not only do you know that's what the plan is, but you agree with that as the plan. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, I'm actually kind of tired of talking about it because, yeah. uh, you know, every single day it's it's, oh, there he is. That's our guy. Uh, there he is. You know, go got to go get him. Hugh even said that yesterday. Yeah, we're going to play it Tuesday. Yeah. Hugh, <laughs> Hugh said every time somebody hits the portal, it's, there he is. That's There's the your guy, guy, Hugh. Yeah, that, that's him. I mean, he he's, he's the guy to save Auburn. Look, man, these cats are on a pay-for-play system right now. And these cats are wanting a million, two million dollars for one year, DJU wanting going to Miami and Florida State, and they're wanting eight hundred thousand and a million dollars and all this, man. I just don't see Auburn doing that. And if DJU or somebody like that was to come to Auburn, is he really that much better than Peyton Thorne? No. no. Come on, dog. Come on, man. Right. You watch. You watch the same games I watch. Come on now. <laughs> like, I ain't about to pay this cat this type of money and what, us win one more game, if that. You know, yeah. I, I I don't see us drastically getting better at that position. Cam Ward, everybody's like, oh, Cam Ward, Cam Ward, Cam Ward. Look, man, if Cam Ward 
was to come to Auburn, we're going to have to pay him, like you said, $1 million, $1.5 million, and what you're going to get him for 12 weeks. And then guess what Hugh said? If you go get a guy like him, your other quarterbacks, they're transferring. Mm, yep. So now where are you at? You're with Cam Ward, Hank Brown, Walker White. Woo. So what does that mean? If Cam Ward gets hurt, Dustin, you basically pissed, <laughs> oh, oh. you basically pissed a million dollars down the drain. Yep. And then where are you at? All right. You got two guys that are not ready. So so that, that that's what Hugh that's what Hugh's getting at is you're not looking at the big picture right. of if you were to go get one of these guys and bring them in. It's simple. You you're, you don't have a quarterback room anymore. Because Peyton, Peyton and Holdner, deuces, see ya. All right, right. You didn't believe in me, so guess what? I'm out of here. I'm going to hit the portal. And like I said, then you're down to a, a baby Walker White coming in as a true freshman, and he would be the backup. You're one play away from disaster. And it's just – it's a lot, man. It's a lot to take in. I get it that you want the, the, the QB room to be electric and elite and – one thing I want to say about Hugh, too, is yesterday when he made that quote about Peyton, and Peyton, we're bringing back one of the, the better uh, P5 quarterbacks in the country and everything. Look, kid won at Michigan State. All right, He, he played in big games. He had big-time moments at Michigan State. If you look at Auburn, man, like you said, you made a great point. When Hugh took over, he drastically got better. And I keep seeing people wanting to bring up the Alabama game. Like, oh, he went 5 of 16 in the Alabama. Go back and watch the game, dog. You, you're showing me right now by you looking at the stats, you didn't watch the game, hmm. period. You didn't watch the game. You're showing me right now you didn't watch the game. Because dude had about six drops in the Iron Bowl where – if that doesn't happen, he's, he's he's 11 of 16, 12 of 16, somewhere around in there. I mean, there there was balls that he was hitting guys in the hands, and they were drops. And guess what? That's why some of those guys are hitting the portal right now. Malcolm Johnson Jr., portal, all right? Amari Kelly, portal. Even VAR dropped a ball in the Iron Bowl that should have been caught. Let me tell you something. Ryan Williams, Cam mm-hmm. Coleman, Perry Thompson, Bryce Kane, any of those guys, if Ryan Williams was to come to Auburn, they all catch that ball. That's a that's a tutter. That's a tutter in the Iron Bowl. Period, man. Like all those dudes catch that ball. And maybe that's why some of these cats are hitting the portal. Is because Hugh's saying, Hey, I'm going to get better talent. All right. And I'm not, you know. We're not knocking those guys or anything, but, uh, you know, that's just the reality of it. And everybody wants to talk about quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. We've made this point several times, man. And you can even go back and look at – go back and look at Jaden Daniels, man, his first year at LSU. He took so much criticism for not taking shots down the field. They said, oh, all all Jaden Daniels wants to do is run. All Jaden Daniels wants to do is run. Jaden Daniels, he doesn't want to throw the ball down the field. He didn't have that great of a first year at LSU. Yeah, they went to they went to Atlanta, 
But, I mean, his first few weeks at LSU, people were like, hey, man, like, you know, you remember the Auburn game? Yeah, he had five yards, I think, in the second half or something. Yeah, people were like, hey, man, like this Jaden Daniels guy, right? you know. And then all of a sudden this year comes out and he's the best player in college football. I mean, just made a, a, a drastic change. Taking shots down the field to big-time playmakers. Dude got some Malik neighbors around him. That's the difference, bro. It's like you get these talented wide receivers in here that can get separation and get downfield and and be open across the middle when you run crossers and everything. And uh, you know, it's just that 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 receiver that can hit that dig and 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 be open and and catch the football. You know, that's the difference. And Peyton, uh, you know, he just. He didn't have that at times this year. And so, you know, hopefully we can get those guys around him. I know Hugh preaches that. When Hugh says, I'm trying to get better pieces around him, <laughs> he's talking about wide receiver and offensive line. Go back and watch the Texas A&M game, people. <laughs> Our offensive line was atrocious. It was horrible. We got beat to sleep in that game. Did Peyton miss open receivers that day? Yes, he did. But was our offensive line absolutely terrible that day? Yes, we got abused. New Mexico State. New Mexico State abused. I mean, there was a couple games we got abused. Um, so, you know, I, I get where Hugh's coming from, man. I do. And and I, get, I also get the fan base. I get it, Auburn fans. I do. I get it. Like, you want to be great at quarterback. It's been a position that we have struggled at. I get it. But it's just to go out here and drop those types of bags for guys that you just don't know and you're one injury away from just bang because yeah. of the transfer portal. It's the day in it's the day in the era that we live in, Dustin. Right. Yeah. That kind of stuff happens, man, if you were to bring those guys in. So uh, you know, props to Hugh, man, just for one, believing in uh in Peyton. Yeah, uh, you make good points there about holding man, and, and uh, a really good point about it. Just you're, you're one play away, and then all of a sudden, then what? I mean, because Walker White, I love Walker White. I think he's going to be great at Auburn one day, but it's going to take him a year or two to be ready. Hank Brown, I mean, I don't know. You know, that's I don't want to say a kid's never going to be nothing. We'll see how that plays out, but we haven't seen anything yet, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, very good point you make there. Before we get out of here, man, y'all hit that like button, hit that subscribe. We will be back 7 p.m. Central Time, Tuesday night. Y'all already know the deal. Blake, you got anything before we get out of here, man? Uh, let's go win a basketball game, Dustin, uh, and, and let's get hyped for early signing day, man. I know that live show Tuesday, uh, we will be jacked up, ready to go. Get your Red Bulls ready, man. We're bringing the intensity Tuesday night. Yes, sir. We'll see y'all then, man. We're out of here. War damn eagle. More